0: Welcome to the Heart of England Speakers Podcast. My name is Pierre, and I'm your host. Uh, please join us currently online, the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7:30. For all details, please go to our website, heartspeakers.org.uk. Today, he's finally here. We have our president of Heart of England Speakers Club. Say hello
1: to Rich. Hello, Rich. Hello, Pierre how are you doing i am well how are you i'm very well thank you i must tell everybody listening and watching that uh pierre is indeed pr pierre, pierre because he's been a very wonderful vp pr this year uh, so if you, it, if, you, if you ever see
0: him just say pr pierre, pierre. <laughs> thank you for that and i'll uh, i'll keep that for future reference i think <laughs> all right so first things first rich you're as they say, old Silhillian, not because you're old, but you know, your family has been here for a while, if I understand.
1: Yes, um, and I am old, uh, but I am also a Silhillian. Yeah, um, if you're born and bred in Solihull, you are a Silhillian. Um, where Silhillian came, comes from, I'm not sure, sure because Solihull was Soily Hill. So when you go up the hill towards the St. Alfred Church, that used to be called Soily Hill. And over the years, it became Solihull. And the people who live there are Silhealians. And I'm a double Silhealian because I went to Sully Hall School as well. Very as Luke nice. And uh, Julia and Rebecca, a few, a few other people from the club. Uh, so, yeah, so Silhillians is actually my, my sort of home, as it were. And Silhealians, of course, is where we meet every first and third Tuesday.
0: I have been here for uh, – I've lived here for um, seven years now. And I had no idea it was called uh... – I mean the Soily Hill. Soily, really hill. No, soily,
1: soily hill. hill, There you go. I'm educating you as well. But yeah. no, my my mum is born and bred uh, in from Moor Hall Green, so Birmingham generally, mm-hmm. and my dad came from Derby, oh, and they, okay. they met, and um, yeah, my my yeah, so my dad had a sort of Derby slant, and he took me to my first football game, which was Derby against Birmingham City, and Birmingham City won, and. I took the derby county scarf off that he gave me <laughs> to start with as i could have a blue and white one instead so you can't escape where you come from i see that <laughs> sorry right, so where did you uh what did you study at uni then i did a degree in uh design specializing in film and television which was good fun that was at staffordshire university and basically we learned how to cut things together it was really quite basic because all we could afford was uh video vHS and umatic as it was called. Um, to shoot anything on film was was an an expensive luxury, but also of course, we didn't have the digital age then. so so every shot counted, which actually was a really good discipline to learn at that point. and it also started me on what eventually came to uh, or has continued with toastmasters, learning how to write and how to just put a little something together, start middle, and end every time. That was really interesting so i'm still working in that i still do lots of television i still do bits of advertising and i've had you know 30 odd years of working in tv which has been really good fun
0: what was the what was your best piece of television you think anything we would have seen
1: uh yeah we won a an rts award a royal television society award for the bbc one documentary uh what's it called in the end um It was about the Birmingham pub bombs of 1974. Uh, 40 years on. I can't remember what the full title is now. However, we won for that. And it was really, it was good. We didn't point any fingers. There was nothing um, accusational or anything. It was really how Birmingham, what happened on the night when 22 odd people were killed in in two pub bombs and how the communities have built themselves up since, since then. So it was a really interesting thing we did. I got to interview some of the The Birmingham Six, uh, not directly myself, but helped set the whole thing up and and set a lot of of it up. And and that was really good fun. And that was working with a company called BFM in Birmingham under Maggie Fogarty. And that was probably the the proudest thing I've done, I must say. Uh, You'd have seen Football Italia probably and Rugby Special and programs like that that I was involved in many years ago. So it's been quite varied, been good fun.
0: Very cool. I like the when you gave some speeches, you shared the uh, the tip you give footballers so they could stay still. <laughs> oh, that's I remember
1: right. That. In postmasters, we're trying to command a room and move, mm-hmm. use our bodies as well as everything else. But when you and I've done it a few times, coached footballers in particular to answer questions on camera, so you've roughly got the same thing here. And what my tip is to hold your hands behind your back, which just puffs your chest out anyway. But it also keeps you still. So rather than the camera having to move around and follow you, it, it it gives it makes the cameraman's and and subsequently the editor's life a bit easier. That's a really cool trick. I like it. <laughs>
0: All right. So now we get to your, as we call it, the Toastmasters journey. So what was the the drive for you to join in the first place?
1: Well, it was a funny one. I I like a lot of people. I had friends who did Toastmasters. You might remember Bernie and Anna. And they invited me, I was at the gym one night, and I said, what do you do tonight? And they just said, we're going to Toastmasters. I said, what, you're making toast, or what, what's going on? And they explained it, well, that was quite interesting. Would you like to come now? It's okay, yeah, go and have fun. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, they were still pestering me, and I went along. They said, you don't have to speak, just watch. Said, oh, it okay, be interesting. And of course, within that meeting, I'd stood up, answered my first table topic, hands shaking. In fact, I was clutched like this and just rooted to the spot and i was asked a question about which politician i would like to spend a night in a tent with now uh, which was a bizarre one and a good way to throw myself into it because if i could answer that i could answer anything. so yeah it stuck i really enjoyed it we went to the Great which uh, the, the um a lot of members watching this will remember fondly and met you met rachel and tony and Deb and all the gang, and it was really good fun, and I sort of fell in love with it pretty much straight away, I must say. The Mm -hmm. London go, or rather you control them, don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I started about four years ago, and I think you started right after I did, but in the words, the great wisdom words of Ron Burgundy, things escalated quickly for you. You (laughs) got into Toastmasters really, really, you know, full on. How do, you, how do you feel, I guess, is my question.
1: You well, felt really it, strongly about it. That's how I do things, really. I, it's either full on or forget it, I think. And at uh, least a frustration in various things. I tried golf a few years ago and went from 24 down to 14 and did really well really quickly, but took it way too seriously. And I was turning up on the golf course, just itching to do really well every time. And, of course, you just forget how to enjoy it. And what I did with Toastmasters was just ease my way in and learn the roles, learn speeches, learn how to do speeches. And it was really good fun. I I was never a shy person, so everybody joins for different reasons. But I could immediately see, for my work purposes, how I could improve presentations to the BBC or whoever it might be. Also, how to improve my writing and just get it more succinct. And so with every – and, of course, you know, you just – building confidence you group a new group of friends it's a it's an all-round pleasurable thing to do and yes i threw myself into it but i think that's the best way to do things you just throw yourself in, and you know then if it's the right thing for you and of course here i am about to be area director so it's obviously worked for me yes and i, and I do love it
0: Yes, okay, so you went uh, a year plus to be the dppr uh, and then you ran for president mm. which and then you were, you were elected and then 2020 happened. So how did how did it go from your end?
1: Yes. Yeah, I went as very the president? well. It went very well. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I had tall stilettos to fill, in, in, you know, after Rachel, she was wonderful. I don't
0: think she's pretty tall. I don't think she needs stilettos. So but just <laughs> go on.
1: Yeah, true. And uh, she was uh, a great inspiration to me. We worked very closely, actually, that, that year when she was president before me. And I, I learned a lot from her. So I was very confident going into it. My worry was because we're, we're expanding all the time that we would have too many members almost. And uh, COVID had already happened. So we, we were Zoom ready when I took over. Actually, so uh, to do?
0: actually let's pause for a second.
1: So you know, March
0: 2020, it was the last time we met. Yes. In, uh, in, um, oh, in person yes yeah i forget how to say it but march 2020 we stopped the last meeting was in march i remember you take over july 1st what how was it what was your thinking at that time because you know holy crap you can't meet in person
1: yeah and uh, but all the time there was this little carrot you know, we're going to be back live soon we're going to be back live soon. and you probably remember we did we were back Live once in August, I think August the eighteenth or something, to twenty twenty, and I had been to France the last couple of weeks. Before that, everything was in place. Worked very hard. All the committee pulled together really well, as you'd expect. Got everything ready for the sills, and then I had to quarantine for two weeks, so couldn't make it. So I'm, uh, so I may still be the only president in history that not to have gone to a live meeting in their entire year. But saying that, it has been really good because that it was different challenges this year we had to do online contests we had to do online educationals whereas before we'd be at the club so that brings new questions as well particularly the online thing uh, sorry the contest thing where you work out how to take people out into it's a whole new technical thing you know usually judges can you go and stand in that corner when you're live here we've got to take people out into breakout rooms and timing keeping the whole thing flowing was quite a challenge and abby was contest chair the first Meeting and did brilliantly, um, and I oh, did actually,
0: th- if I may, from that point of view, how did you approach all this? Were you apprehensive? Were you feeling confident? I
1: no, I wasn't. I never app- apprehensive because I had a good team around me, and that's that's the key. I had seven people underneath me who I had every confidence in. My my word of the year was empowerment, and as long as I was giving my committee empower, uh, the power to do their role um individually and collectively then they could give the members the power to improve as public speakers now, it was not ideal being on Zoom, and i was a little apprehensive about the fact that if it were dragged on people would lose interest but because we've changed things around we've tried different things we've kept it as fresh as we can albeit on Zoom. then the members have stayed and it's been really good and of course we've, we've signed up nine to date new members as well which is ter- terrific including a couple of people who won't make every meeting because one lives in Spain and one lives down in Milton Keynes. And uh, so they're hybrid members, ostensibly. They will get to the club at some point, of course. But that's a really exciting part as well. So even though it was not what I expected when I walked into the, in, when I put my hand up for the job, um, it, it's been really satisfying as well. That was uh, actually a huge. Um Actually, the pandemic was a kind of a
0: boost for Toastmasters because the ability to to learn new digital stuff and you you could join digitally or even go to contests digitally. Obviously, before you had to travel, but I think now that travel element has has really been removed, as you were saying.
1: Yeah, there's two, it's a double-edged sword. It really is nice to go to other clubs. I, I've I've been in contests, area contests, and beyond where being able to go to the club uh, that's hosting it, in uh, et etc. And you meet people, and that's really nice. And you're all chatty. It's, a t- it's Toastmasters. Everybody's there to meet and chat and learn from each other. When you're online, it's a little bit, more, little bit more stilted, I suppose, a little bit sterile in that respect, but it's still good fun. And you still have to learn how to deliver now in this little box rather than the stage. And this, of course, leads on to being better at work. So everybody yep. I know through Toastmasters has improved their Zoom skills and team skills and can deliver presentations very comfortably at work, whereas other people are still quite struggling with it to a certain extent. Work so presentations. Adapt. Yes. Work presentations, interviews, everything. Yeah, anything online. that's online now, yeah. And what where it's helped as well is that we can get a lot more people trained. So as area director, I'll be um, training up the next committees throughout the clubs, throughout the area. And that is slightly easier now that we're online, so we can get everybody there and trained up. Uh, again, you're missing that one-to-one meeting people. You're in the same room, and you get to know people a lot better, a lot quicker, of course, when you're face-to-face. But now we're in that adaptable position in life, anyway. So Toastmasters has really, really taken the lead in many ways. Other 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 things have just stood still or not moved with the times, and these are the times. Suddenly, yeah, we've got Zoom. Now we've got a hybrid option as well, where we can have people at home if they've got vulnerable people, or if they're going on travel, if they've got children that need to get to bed, they can still join a meeting online, even though that meeting is is live. So really, why we didn't do all this many years ago? it's it, And that's right across every uh pastime and all sorts. So yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year because we've had to adapt, we've had to keep it fresh, and. And we have. I'm very proud of what we've achieved this year as a committee. We've got our 10 DCP, which is uh, what we all aim for as a club. Not every club has done that. And that's really because of the, the enthusiasm of the members that's been um, encouraged and guided along by the committee.
0: What are your main takeaways as president? What did you learn or what do you think? Oh, I didn't know that or I learned or is there, is there anything that you were not expecting? Or? Any insights
1: well, in your position, basically? Uh, yeah, there's, there's any number because you don't quite know what it's going to be like when you take on president. You join the committee to start with and that, that's a really good learning curve as well. And for a lot of people, they're joining the committee for the first time. They haven't been on any committee before. And so just to learn how a committee works is very interesting anyway, I, I think. Then you start learning personal things. And from as president. It's how I guided the team without really thinking about it. And it was really, it was really an enjoyable experience because I learned a lot about myself. I've always been a team player and will get stuck in and help, help out. And I've captained rugby teams, cricket teams, and right I've led television productions and that type of thing. But everything's different. In this case, um, it, it's just I learned that you don't have to tell people what to do a lot of the time. You just guide them as long as as i mentioned earlier the empowerment thing you're giving them the confidence then the then they will grow as well and i think to answer your question the one takeaway is the joy i've seen in watching the committee grow individually as well as collectively of course and everybody's taken something away caroline our vpe never haven't done the job before it's arguably the hardest job on the committee VPE, um, she is responsible for those who don't know, to putting all of the meetings together. That's not just our bi-monthly meetings, it's the contests, it's the educationals, it's all sorts of things, and making sure that everything is going through DMI uh, and being logged properly, and she just took to it like that. It was wonderful. And then Abby, of course, has grown as VPM, as she did the year before, she took over halfway through, and she's just taken it to new levels as well and is now going to be our president, which is wonderful news, and uh, and so on and so forth. I could go through everybody. I won't embarrass you by saying how great you were and the fact that the socials are incredible. Those who haven't checked them out, do and like and subscribe, of course. And Pierre has done a brilliant job. And that's the that's what I take away as well. You've done that, but hopefully, you know, I take pride in what you've done there because I hopefully have given you the, the ammunition to do it, basically. And it's been really that. Yeah, that that's what it, that's. To me, what anybody coming onto a committee can achieve its leadership. You learn about yourself as a leader when you come onto the committee. And for me, that's the biggest takeaway that it has worked and I found out things about myself that I didn't know before. Wow, Really, that's uh, really good advice, actually. So now for next year,
0: you're going to be area director, which I'm guessing is another dimension altogether. Uh, I know you had some preliminary meetings. Uh, what what's your
1: assessment so far? Uh, it's it's going to be uh, tougher than being a president because I was looking after one club, at Heart of England, and as area direct uh, director, I will be looking after. Well, it's, it will be six clubs. So we have Heart of England, Godiva, and Coventry, Spa, Warwick, uh, the newly chartered JLR Jaguar Land Rover, and Siemens. Uh, hopefully going to charter in september october we'll see how that one goes but yeah so it'll be six clubs that i'm visiting that i again i'm not telling people what to do i'm just working alongside and guiding and that's the important thing for any president anyone on the committee really and indeed a mentor you just work you're not telling them what to do you're just guiding them to, so they can find their voice they can find their own culture and it's an interesting uh, group of clubs there's some outstanding speakers amongst every club of course but every club can get better and my when i uh, when i was elected i had to do a, a speech now when i was president my word of the year as you might have guessed already from this was empowerment and as era director my phrase of the year is evolution not revolution so as long as every club is evolving and just moving forward which of course takes each member individually forward as well then i'll be very happy there's no point going crack, cracking the with telling people what to do and because no i'm not going to put my culture on them they have to find their own voice as it were as a committee and as a club and for the most part most clubs are there which is great to see
0: excellent <laughs> so i'm guessing you'll be a distinguished toastmaster in no time is that something you <laughs> that's something you aspire to be i guess you know, yeah. I'm going to go for a distinguished.
1: Uh, distinguished Toastmaster is, is on the cards for this year. Um, definitely. Yeah, that's something that every club should, ha- should try and get people through as much as possible um, when I'm talking to the committee. But individually as well, it's something that we can all attain. And it's it'd be very exciting to have that after my name. Yeah. Yeah. Something you are looking at as well. Yeah. I'll take a while. <laughs> a
0: little more uh, leisure. I'll take more time, put it this way. <laughs> I've enjoyed oh, my time. Yeah. My, I've enjoyed my own time on the committee this year. I mean, yeah, we yeah. did really good work, especially given the circumstances. And I mean, I, I see where I started with you know, the social. And then I see where we are now, talking yeah. to each other. Something I never yeah. expected I was going to do. So yeah, you do find a lot about yourself doing those roles. And I really encourage... A, people to join those masters, obviously, but B, if you're a, a member, you know, to, to try one of those positions because you don't really have opportunities in life or in your, even in your job to, you know, I'm, a, I don't know, I'm an accountant, I'm going to try to do some PR. That never happens. But here you have the opportunity to do it and it's completely, quote unquote, risk-free. You just,
1: you know, you try, you try your best and it's
0: fine. Everything will be fine.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that's always struck me about Toastmasters is how supportive it is, yes. from top to bottom. The best presidents, the best committee members, the best members are all supportive. And you can, as soon as I walked in, there was a, there was a um, there was an experience within the room. Um, the likes of Mish, and Tanya, and Sanat, of course. Uh, a lot of people have been there for a number of years. Um, Carla has come back. She, I think, she joined Toastmasters first in two thousand. Uh, would you believe? I think she's the longest serving Toastmasters at the heart of England, even though she was at a different club than down south. But it's a, you walk in and nobody's pointing the finger and going, uh, you're not very good at this because we all walk in very nervously and we're trying to find our own way through public speaking. We do it for a reason. Of course, the, um, the the benefits far outweigh just public speaking. Goes way beyond that into leadership, into confidence, into writing, as I mentioned, into listening better. Um, But in that room, we had a lot of experienced people. And the first thing that struck me was the first evaluation, just how supportive it was. So I've tried to keep that going for myself. So every evaluation I do, the recommendations are the most important part for me. I said, Lad, this is a really good speech, fantastic. what What could improve it? is to try this maybe next time, or have you thought about doing that? Maybe just change this around in terms of the structure. Ah. So I take away something every single meeting, even if I haven't spoken. And that's a really nice thing about Toastmasters.
0: I think that's a really nice note to finish the uh, Toastmaster discussion on, but there's something else I need to bring up to you. Some, Some of you may or may not know our intro music was written by our very own President
1: Rich right here. So Rich, a guitarist, please tell us about your music. Oh, gosh. Well, it's another one of my hobbies. And, uh, yeah, if I, it, I work in TV, uh, which is quite an on-paper glamorous thing to do. It's not <laughs> reality, of course. And I think when I was – I've never quite grown up. That's, that's the point. Nobody was. So, you know, you, I've always been, I'm always playing sport. I'm always doing something. I'm always a, a little boy, basically wanting to open the bat for, uh, open the batting for England or scoring the winning goal in the Euros, which is about to kick off today, uh, or scoring the winning try at Twickenham, but also playing on stage and all those sort of things. And of course, Toastmasters gives you an element of all of that. You, you've got an adrenaline rush. You've got a bit of a, um, bit of a, uh, yeah, you've got to think about it. You've got to practice. And that's what i really like and guitar as well i first played first lessons when i was about 13 14 so i've been playing a lot many years and i played in bands uh, i was part of the band that won battle of the bands a couple of years ago which was good fun and interestingly my stage presence if there was such a thing improved post toastmasters i remember in the battle of bands final the first couple of songs i was just concentrating on what to play around F G A a minor and i was thinking I'm not really enjoying this Let's play. So I just went, "Yay!" and started playing and jumped around the stage and and had a really good time. Whereas everybody else was sort of just concentrating and it's very boring for a crowd. And so, yeah, I I do it for fun. A bit like Toastmasters now. I do it not no, Toastmasters is different. I do it for fun. I also do it to help people and to encourage and to and and to you know and to give something back, which I'm doing with area director and president. With guitar, I purely, in all honesty, do it for fun. So writing a song for you, for example, was, was just pleasure. It was really good fun to sit down and st- with a blank page like a Toastmaster's Speech and just start, okay, what sort of thing might be needed for Pierre's podcast. Um, I thought I'd go for a jazzy feel. Felt it out. It took me no, not that long to write it, but hey, presto, I've created something. It's a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, and it
1: works really well. Any inspiration as, far as guitarists? Say again, sorry. Any
0: musicians in particular, you, uh, that inspires you? Oh, well, that could be an hour-long
1: podcast in itself, to be honest. Uh, no,
0: this is pick one.
1: Or guitarist, I would say David Gilmore from Pink Floyd, or um, or Wes Montgomery. He was a jazz guitarist. Um, oh, gosh, there's so Joe Pass, another jazz guitarist. I think he's kind of fabulous. Um, as for bands, I'm very eclectic. I'm really... Revisiting a lot of Tom Waits at the moment. who is was very difficult to listen to because of his voice, but the music itself is quite marvellous. Um, if you can imagine a cross between uh, Bob Dylan and Lena Cohen, and then multiply it by about ten, that's Tom Waits' voice. Um, <laughs> he's drunk yes. a lot of, weed, smoked a lot of cigarettes in his life, but right. uh, but yeah, I, I, any music. I'm very eclectic in my taste. But it's, again, it's just something that speaks to me. That's what it comes down to lyrically and musically just something that is not yeah just something that just speaks to me that actually worked on it and it's yeah it inspires me
0: oh thank you for sharing and on that note i think we will end up the podcast because it's a good note to end on
1: i'm going to interrupt you actually because i want to know what music you listen to as well i'm sure that the listeners want to as well yeah (laughs) let's see for guitarists i like hendrix so fabulous yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's my that's my guy I did put Clapton on into the because of the inspiration thing I did put Clapton but to be honest I'm more of the spoken word man I do like podcasts
1: mm.
0: and unfortunately I had to tune into a lot of politics podcasts in the last four years yeah tried to wean myself off of that but yeah I like the spoken I like audiobooks a lot because yeah yes yeah, I just learn learn all the time I try to learn
1: Absolutely. On that point, don't forget, we've got a book club at Heart of as well. We've just had yes, a, we do. Uh, one of Warwick uh, have just joined us. And we've got uh, Asma, who's the division director from Walsall. She's uh, a member as well. So uh, uh, all our listening members get in touch and we'll get you reading more as well. And indeed, listening to books. I listen to audiobooks all the time. And it's, it is great. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, now nice we'll out a little about you as well. It's a <laughs>
0: Ah, that's why, you're the, that's why you're going to be a director. No, I think we'd like to thank you for this year as uh, our president. I think you did a really good job. And good. in the circumstances, we're able to provide a really cool service to everybody. I think you will also excel in your as an area director. And we'll probably get you back on a podcast to see how that goes sometime in the next year.
1: Thank you. And thanks, thanks for your help on the committee. It's been great fun.
0: Absolutely. So once again, my name is Pierre. We had Rich as our president. So come to our meetings the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7.30. For all details, please go to heartspeakers.org.uk. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.